Hi, I'm Melissa Boyles. Welcome to Moving Arizona, the podcast for transportation geeks like me who want to hear from the people who are shaping our industry. In this episode, I got to interview Anita Richardson. Anita is the chapter president for the Metro Phoenix WTS chapter. She is someone very dedicated to the idea of advancing women in the transportation industry. And we talk about mentorship. January is mentorship month. And in our conversation, we talk about 360 mentorship, informal and formal programs, as well as how we can learn just by observation. I hope you enjoy this conversation about building careers and advancing women in transportation. So without further ado, let's talk to Anita. Welcome, Anita. Thank you so much for joining me from Moving Arizona. It's awesome to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So for the folks that don't know you, can you explain a little bit about who you are and what you do related to the industry? Sure. So my name is Anita Richardson for GIA. And I work at AECOM. I'm an environmental planner. Well, I really feel like I'm more of a transportation planner that does environmental work, but I've really focused on environmental NEPA projects. I've been with AECOM for 13 years. And uh, prior to that, I was with URS, which now they're merged. So I've been, been in one place for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a pretty simple description. I really am more project work. So I know you're working on some pretty incredible projects. Um, Most recently, you've been involved with the I-11 project. Can you talk a little bit about what that project is and what your role is related to um, environmental and transportation planning? Sure. Um, So it's a tiered EIS. I've been on the project since the uh, beginning of it in 2015 or 2016. Um, So it's been quite a while. We did the alternatives analysis It's looking at a corridor from Nogales to Wickenburg. It's a 280-mile corridor um, of a new interstate. I feel very privileged to be able to work on a project like that because there really are very few um, in the country that are brand new highways and especially that long. So um, we are now in the phase where we went through the draft EIS. It's been out for review in 2019. 2020, uh, we were trying to just really go through all of the details and make sure that we got a really good preferred alternative, taking into account what the public and the agencies and the needs of um, all of the stakeholders as best as we possibly could. So we're at a point where we're formulating the and evaluating the final, which has the preferred and it's in the process of being in review. And later this year, it will be out for public review. What are some of the environmental components that you look at when you're doing a project like that? Well, um, we look at the human environment as well as the natural environment. So you look at the human environment, you've got things like noise or visual impacts or economic impacts or community impacts. And then you also have to balance that out with the natural environment or our water, um, the biology, both, you know, the habitat of our of species in the area, air quality. So those are those are some of the things that we do look at just as far as the impacts of the project, but we also look at the purpose of the project and 
the, what is the purpose based on the need of the project? And so we go through these rigorous alternative analyses to, first of all, develop alternatives, develop a universe alternatives, bring that to the public. We do boil it down to a, a reasonable range of alternatives that goes into the EIS that to be evaluated. And then at the end, it comes out with a selection, whether it's the build to build something or not to. And I know in addition to your day job and balancing having a family, including two young children, you're also in a prominent leadership role within WTS. Do you want to talk about what it's like to be the WTS president for Metro Phoenix, especially in the middle of a pandemic? You did not have an easy start to your term. Yeah, for sure. I was not expecting this. You know, Kelly's joked about this in the past, kind of like the plight of the presidents. We've all had kids during our presidency. I happened to find out I was pregnant just after I accepted the vice president position. So it was leading into the presidency at that point. And um, so there was a few unexpected turns along the way. And then we made it through the vice presidency. Kelly was an amazing. I, I feel like she was such an amazing mentor. And then it came my turn and it it shut down. (laughs) It's like it shut down within three months and we were, we were just onboarding a new board. Um, We were all trying to figure out our finances. We have a little bit different sponsorship year. So our sponsorship year does, it starts the end of March, beginning of April, and it goes through March. And so that was right at the time that we were, reaching out to our sponsors for support um, when everyone didn't know what was happening. We didn't know if we'd be able to take care of ourselves and we didn't know if we were going to be able to stay open. So it was, it was an interesting time, but I'm really proud of the board, um, the creativity of the board on so many different levels with the programs, with transportation, new with mentorship, with communications. And even we, we added a new position, which was for sponsorships. And so we were able to take care of our sponsors. We had originally had planned to have that position act in a way that, you know, just made, you know, really keep maintaining our relationships. But I think that position became even more important when we all were trying to figure out what we were doing and how we were going to support ourselves. Can you explain a little bit for people what changed this year? I mean, there's the whole, now we have to do everything virtually, but, you know, we were coming into this year planning for a national conference and we had a lot of activities lined up around that. We had our award ceremony that we had planned and we had to shift gears on and lots and lots of curveballs. I know. You know what? I even... I can't believe I forgot about the the conference because we had been anticipating it for years. Yeah. For it for years. Beautiful location. And so we all were pretty disappointed that we weren't able to have it. And, you know, just because we had the, the conference planned, there was a lot of conference years. The, the host city has to do a lot of adjustments already because they can't just maintain all of their own programs and activities, as well as do the the conference. And in addition, there's a whole new structure for sponsorships because you're not just sponsoring a chapter, you're sponsoring an event. And so there's competing interests. There's a national interest and there's a local interest. And so we had to balance that out. And then all of a sudden it was, it had changed. First of all, it was an odd year and then it changed again to an even stranger year. And so we had Lisa, uh, Lisa Saldine and, and Amanda McGinnis 
who did an amazing job putting this thing, <laughs> putting the conference together. There was so much. One day, hopefully it'll be realized. But, you know, I, I still think that I feel at least I, I jumped in with both feet. There was a lot that was new to me. And I feel like the relationships and the, the learning that happened and the flexibility and because you know, sometimes we can get rigid and get it in our own groove, but this really shook it up. <laughs> We're all working remotely or mostly working remotely, and it's been really difficult I, for people to get together in person in any capacity. And yet with this particular board, in a lot of ways, I feel like we're actually probably a little bit closer than we were as we were coming into the year transitioning. Completely agree. Yeah. We all had to shift into kind of this problem solving mode and also try to figure out what was happening in our own personal and professional lives. And I think everyone realized the struggle Mm -hmm. and it just kind of brought us together more. Professional and personal struggles. Like it's this isolation is really tough. It's tough on a lot of us. So it was nice that we had the support of the group. And uh, I think that did help us, our relationship, um, becoming even a stronger board. Well, and and WTS, for the the people that haven't been super involved or not familiar with the organization, is is all about the advancement of women in transportation. And normally we have a monthly program where we have speakers from all across the industry and everybody comes together and there's networking. And with Transportation U is introducing youth to the transportation industry. And we've got a couple of people that are fantastic at that, leading that. And you know, we have appointments. So how do you get on boards and commissions and trying to provide some guidance? Julie Reese is amazing there. And, you know, the mentorship program is I've been privileged to be a part of that for the last, I think, three years now. And it's just everything having to kind of stop and shift gears to still provide access to information, access to leadership, education around how the industry is, you know, in some cases shifting, some cases responding, in some cases moving forward. We've got Mm -hmm. folks at Valley Metro and some of our, our transit service providers are really trying to figure out how do we navigate through this with the concern of transmission and, and things like that. ADOT, they did a hard stop for a half a second, it felt like. And then, you know, MAG figured out how things were going to balance out. And and they seem to be moving ahead as planned for the most part. And, you know, just helping people stay on top of all of that, I think, has been, um, it's been a challenge or was a challenge for 2020. Gosh, no, who knows what 2021 has in store for us, right? All good things, right? All good things. Yes. <laughs> we just need to get through uh, January. Then <laughs> all good things. But, you know, one of the things that I've always really appreciated about WTS has been, for me, the heart of WTS really is mentorship. And January is mentorship month. 
And I know the relationships and the education and exposure I had to industry from very early in my career to present day has made a huge difference for me professionally. And I I feel like that's one of the things that motivates a lot of the women that are involved with WTS and support WTS is a desire not only to navigate kind of the next, whatever next crossroads they're at professionally, but really to help pay it forward for all the people that have helped us along the way. And I know you're someone, especially given your role, you have leadership roles, both at AECOM and at WTS. What does mentorship mean to you? I feel like mentorship comes in so many different forms. I mean, just the basic program. I remember when I was joining AECOM in 2007, one of the very first things that I remember just kind of being expected to go to WTS, but it was somebody nudging me and helping me along and knowing that was good. And I feel like that, just that act right there was someone helping me and mentoring me and knowing that that could be something that was good um, for my career. And it's definitely been good for my career. Um, we've had our, our formal programs and they've changed over the years. And I think that the, form, the program is different things to different people. I know that as a board member, we've been invited, even though most several years I've not been either a mentor or mentee, but I've really tried to attend the sessions that the mentorship program has because I feel like even though it's not, it's not a one-on-one thing, but the entire collective is there for each other. There may be a focus on a particular person, like that person you're going to take to lunch or that person you're going to take to coffee. But the programs, whether you're just starting your career or whether you've been in your career or whether you're learning something new or you're pivoting, have been very, very helpful for me. And I'm hoping that, you know, I mean, anytime that I have an a particular strength, I would, I would try to share that with, with a junior staff or with a senior staff. You know, I, I can't believe how many junior people I've learned stuff from, but that, that fostering that relationship, for one, I'm talking about the formal relationship in those formal programs. Right. It's extremely beneficial. Now there's, I feel like there's also a mentorship capacity in, you know, just being on the board because I've never been on the board before. You know, I mean, not prior to being president, but prior to being on the WTS board. So there was a lot of learning I had to do there, too. And so this is a a board that is very well recognized, I feel like, throughout the country. And it had this professionalism about it that that I was able to learn from, you know, these these very distinguished women that I don't know if, you know, I mean, they were my mentors. And so it's... So if anybody, by the way, this is the last, this is the second year of two, wants to be on a board or a committee, I feel like that is just such a tremendous way to learn and learn the function of a board. And it, it crosses over so many different aspects of the transportation industry and our daily interactions, you know, so. But yeah, I, I just feel like I'm constantly learning. I feel like I'm hoping to constantly pay it forward. Paying it forward seems such a strange thing for me to say because I feel, you know, I feel like I'm still a kid trying to learn. I think that's one of the things that, for, you know, from the outside looking in, the impressions of people you think, oh, they have it completely together and figured out and they're at this point in their career. And, you know, really everyone to varying degrees 
everyone really is just trying to figure it out as they go. There are very few people out there that are like, yeah, this was my plan and I executed the plan and I know exactly what's going to happen in the next one, two, three, four, five years. And I think like you were saying, taking the opportunity to get involved with I personally, too, also highly recommend women getting involved with the WTS board. But it just gives you an opportunity to to learn from so many people. You know, I think for me personally, I was the first person in my family to really seek out higher education. And I never had professional female role models within my family, within immediate exposure to me. What I knew about professional women was what I saw on TV. And early in my career, getting involved with WTS, I'm like, oh, this is how you're supposed to act. Or, you know, like going to my first fancy dinner, I did had no idea which fork I was supposed to use or, you know, and, and I, I had people around the table that would very subtly like point, they could see I was baffled and, you know, like very subtle emotion and those kind of things. You don't think about the smallest things can really hold you back. They make you shrink in. Like, I don't know this basic thing. And, and then you look around and you realize it's almost like it, it just builds on itself, right? Like you understand the basic things and then there's another set of things to learn and another set of things to learn. And, and if you have an open mind, you never stop learning. So we're always facing something that we don't think we know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and my, where my mind goes is I feel like WTS, okay, yes, we have a mentorship program and it's a very formal program for professionals that are already in the industry, but we have uh, basically an entire path leading up to that too. Um, with the scholarships, I feel like this is the beginning of it. This is, that's the beginning of this mentorship because we start forming that relationship with um, these students who a lot of them end up in our industry. A lot of them, some end up in transportation U, or it may even start with transportation U too. So it's, it's a path to constantly pull people up and to support people, support women in our industry. Yeah, there's so many examples of that. Like you think of um, Dallas Hammett's daughter and mm-hmm. how she first got involved with I think she first got involved with Transportation U Mm -hmm. and then she was a scholarship recipient and now she's graduated and she's working. I believe she's working for Kimley Horn in transportation. Wow. Yeah. Young Kaprowski. Young Kaprowski Mm -hmm. is now the vice mayor of um, the town of Gilbert. And Young was a student that I believe it was ASU and Paul Basha encouraged her and supported her in, in applying for a WTS scholarship. And she was selected. She graduated out of her um, uh, undergraduate studies program, became a professional engineer, went off to, a, I think, more like a mid-sized firm, not like a giant engineering firm, but and then formed her own company. And it's like, the sky is the limit. Mm-hmm. And she's hiring young women and men and showing them this set of path and the resources will come to you. It's pretty inspirational. It sure is. 
So of the people that we know in industry, shifting gears just a little bit, who do you think has been your biggest mentor, either personally because you've worked with them or because they're inspiring to you as a leader? This is a hard question because there's so many people. Hard to pick. And I'm going to think of somebody afterwards and say, wait a second. (laughs) A couple people come to mind. There's big picture. I feel like mentors where you see them and you see like strategic moves that they've made in their career. um, That is, that is very, very helpful to see how to map out a career. And then there's ones in the daily, you know, like more of just, you know, like public speaking and how they organize their day, even how they are, you know, build efficiencies in their, in their career. Um, And so I feel like big picture, you know, one, actually the very first official mentor that I had, I'm not sure if Jim Jim Harris had converted over and was, had moved over to AECOM name, but Jennifer Todd was my mentor. I was one, I was very grateful that she would take the time and be part of that program. It was a sh- kind of a short-lived one, but you know, I mean, that, that friendship started from that point and just watching her career and how it changed and some of her advice. And she was at that point, I was thinking, well, maybe I go on my own. Maybe I don't go on my own. What are things that I could do? And so she introduced me to Kristen Dar, who I had known Kristen back in the day, but uh, you know, Kristen at that point was really launching. Uh, well, she had launched her, her company, but it was, you know, it was, it was a, an example of, of an ex- success, successful woman-owned company. Um, with people we know, you know, that we could just do this if we wanted to. And so with hard work. And then I think, you know, as I move, you know, there's been people like Jenny Bixby, who's always like, I've seen her really be an advocate for people. Yeah. An advocate for her team, advocate for her staff, for, for, I feel like it's been a while, but, you know, I mean, I really appreciated that. And I learned from that. And a lot of, a lot of these mentorship relationships aren't necessarily ones where I let's, you know, have lunch and coffee and stuff like that. It's where I'm watching people. And then I also see, like, I've worked with Jessica Ritz for a long time and I see how extremely efficient she is. And, you know, we may not, we may be more like on a parallel path as far as like at the point in our career, but there's definitely things that I learn from her all the time. So then getting on the board, you know, I mean, I could list all these people. It's like learning from people on the board, like Kelly Case and Beth and now April Trevette. And so everyone has different styles of leading and it's nice to pick, you know, just to see all these different approaches because not one is just right. There's so many ways to go about it. And sometimes there's certain things that someone does just like, ah, oh, fits my personality. I could do that. You know, I feel more comfortable doing things this way than maybe that I had been doing it. So it's it's a village. <laughs> it's almost like a um, 360 mentorship, right? Because there's the this concept I just read about of reverse mentorship. Oh, yeah. Of having people that are young, young people new to the industry or, you know, generationally different mentor up. So share their perspective and technology and how do you communicate and all of that with people that are more senior level in their career. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have 
like you were talking about that peer-to-peer exchange where you're learning from Jessica. I'm sure that there have been things that Jessica Ritz has learned from you. You know, Kelly is in a completely different part of the industry with regard mm-hmm. to her, her role because she's in business development. But Kelly helped you navigating coming onto the board in that, you know, the really that sort of that executive level when you came in as vice president and helping mm-hmm. with you transitioning to president. Kelly is amazing. She's mm-hmm. She was just absolutely a breath of fresh air to our board. I love yes, her. And then um, you talk about people like Jennifer Toth, who now is the director of McDot and the county engineer, one of the biggest counties in the country, one of the most diverse counties in the country. Like if we look for it, their opportunities to learn and grow Mm -hmm. are all around us. Like Jenny Bixby, Jenny Bixby is one of my all-time favorite people. Like my career absolutely would not be where it is without Jenny Bixby. I, for years, not in a weird stalker way, but she was (laughs) one of my people that's like, okay, that's how you're supposed to act. That's how you're supposed to conduct yourself. That's what smart women do. And and so many positive aspects of that. And then at certain points, I had big decisions to make. And for example, when I left my sort of my freelance work and was thinking about accepting a position with Jacobs and Jenny had been there and if it weren't for Jenny's advice and guidance, I'm not sure how I would have navigated all of that. It was really definitely a career changing redirection that I had no idea how to field when it was first presented mm-hmm. to me. Well, She's something else. And I don't think she even knows it. She does now. <laughs> well, that's true. She will now as soon as this goes out. <laughs> I want to throw one name out there just before I forget. Audra Kester Thomas. Audra is so inspirational, like listening to her and how she navigates all the politics around trying to do what they do at MAG with the new plan. And I mean, Quinn Castro, holy cow, she's one. Amy Ritz, like they're just so many incredible women. I know we're forgetting like dozens so of many. them. But There's an army of them. And the thing I love about, I would say, without exception, the women leaders in our industry locally, without ego, they are strong, they're capable, they're approachable, they're caring, they're effective, and they bring people together. They change cultures, they change Mm -hmm. teams. I mean, Tracy Ruth, there's another one for you. Denise Lacey. They're willing to share that knowledge. Yeah. Very open, very receptive. And that's, I I think, one of the things, you know, as we're looking at 2021, we had to change the nature of the mentorship program. We do have the podcast now, so we're promoting, you know, industry education through Mm -hmm. that. But we're shifting gears a little bit, right? I love one thing about the podcast, in particular, the involvement of so many more men. And, you know, I feel like the men that have been in part of the mentorship program and learning more about how they came up the ranks and supported women and were supported by women. And, but, but that's one, I feel like advantage of, 
of some of this new format? Little from left field, but. <laughs> no, I, I think it's important to, to realize that, you know, yes, we, we, we are all about at WTS where we are about, about the advancement of women in, in transportation, about women leaders and helping to support and cultivate those careers. But I would say we have as many male mentors and champions as we do female and if not more so. And we can learn from and get guidance as much from men as we can from women. And we need our, you know, our champions, our male champions out there that are saying that there are still issues to overcome and there's still challenges that we're going to tackle together and and get that equity, true Mm -hmm. equity. That was a really important point to make. So thank you. (laughs) This year, we're transitioning formats again. So we're going to be not doing the formal program, the one-on-one program, but it's going to, I think, afford more people access to these leaders. And it's also going to provide an opportunity to throw out some challenges that people are are facing and see what kind of advice we can get. And I'm looking forward to launching our coffee chat series. That was something that came out of the 2020 mentorship program. Everyone really liked just having a a casual sort of non-formal kind of a discussion around people's careers and how they navigated certain challenges. You sat in on some of those. What do you think about us doing that this year? Oh, I'm so excited. I really liked seeing... I I wouldn't say it was a personal side because it still had a professional edge to it, but seeing a a little more casual. You know, we're all just waking up in the morning, eight o'clock and having our coffee, rolling out of bed, talking about our day, talking about things we're excited about and having that interaction where it's not just, you know, the groups are small. And so there's actual conversation that can happen. Yeah. I, I loved them. So I'm excited. Well, we are getting near to the top of the hour here. Do you have any final thoughts on mentorship? Oh, I think all I have to say is just the more you invest in getting involved in these programs and getting involved with the board, getting involved with committees, I feel like, you know, mentorship just organically comes from that. And so I know I've received just tremendous support for my career throughout the years by being, being involved. It's, it's, it can be, you know, time consuming sometimes, but not, you know, I mean, it's not over, it's not overly taxing, but there are the gamut of things, a few hours a year to being on the board, but I highly recommend whether you're at the beginning of your career or or you've been around for a while, you know, to look at positions on the board or look at positions at the, the committees um, or being a mentor, you know, we, we, our mentorship program may go back next year. Who knows? Yeah. Now we're going to the coffee chats just because, you know, for the logistics of being away from not in person, but you know, there's, there's a role for everybody. And Melissa, I very much appreciate you taking on the mentorship role these past few years, I know it's a lot of work and it has definitely been enriching to so many people. So thank you. Well, that's been my privilege. I love to see how we can collectively provide the resources and education to help young women 
really move ahead in their careers. And it's, it's very, it's definitely a labor of love. We'll put it that way. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this, Anita. And I cannot wait to get this out and shared with everyone and celebration of uh, January is mentorship month. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for putting this together. Thank you so much for joining me for this mentorship edition of Moving Arizona, the podcast for transportation geeks like me who want to hear from the people who are shaping our industry. Mentorship has such a huge impact on careers and lives, and it was a pleasure to talk to the WTS Metro Phoenix chapter president, Anita Richardson, about such an important topic. I hope that you were inspired maybe just a little bit to uh, either participate with us in our mentorship program or seek out those opportunities within your own organizations, whether you're looking to grow your own career or pay it forward and help someone else advance. I look forward to having you join us back next time. And until then, let's get moving.